I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live on DAZN Pay-Per-View, September 17th, Part 3. Canelo versus Triple G to take the trilogy. Bad blood, a score to settle, controversy, brutality, pure hostility. For victory, for history, for the trilogy, Canelo Alvarez versus Gennady Golovkin. September 17th, live on DAZN Pay-Per-View. Visit DAZN.com. When T-Mobile says we've got you covered, we mean it. We've invested billions to light up our best network yet, covering 99% of people in America. And great coverage is just the beginning. Every year, families and small businesses can save up to 900 bucks versus Verizon when they switch to T-Mobile. There's never been a better time to switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store and switch today. Coverage is not available in some areas. Savings with four lines based on analysis of Verizon and T-Mobile national postpaid smartphone bills, rate plan features, taxes and fees, and savings may vary. See details at T-Mobile.com. On this week's episode of Unwritten. Davey Johnson asking to look at the ball or the glove. And now Lasorda wants to know what's going on. Under Wendelstadt right now looking at the pine tar on the bat and saying, hey, um, you might want to clean that up. This is maybe to prevent a George Brett movement. And they say that he doctored the baseball with something in his pocket. A scuffed up baseball or something. They're going to take a look at this bat now. They see Uh-oh. something on the inside of this. Well, usually when you, as an umpire, you see the ball come up there, you can tell whether it's a spitter or it has Vaseline on it because the ball will react funny. Hello and welcome to Unwritten from Odyssey and Major League Baseball. My name is Ron Darling. With me is Jimmy Rollins. Today we're talking all about equipment doctoring and the unwritten rules of how players can use a little sunscreen here or a little pine tar there to gain an edge on the field. We'll define those rules, go back into the history, and then reach a verdict on their place in the game today. Jimmy, tell us, how do you feel when you're in the box and you feel the pitcher is cheating, whether it's pine tar, whether it's slicing the ball, whether whatever it is, but you feel like he's an unfair advantage against you? Uh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, personally, I just want to beat you more at your own game. Like, cheat all you want. Yeah. I'm going to beat you and let you know that you're cheating – you know, it's trash. It's absolute garbage. Um, when I'm not in the box, I'm yelling. <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to yell. I want to bring the attention uh, most of the time to the first base umpire because we were on the first base uh, dugout at home or if, if you're on the third base side to the third base umpire because I want that guy looking at the pitcher. 
I want him to see mm-hmm. exactly what I'm seeing. You know, maybe go up in between the ends like, hey, hey, come on, man. You know, look, he's he's stepping in front of the mound when he delivers the ball. He's making this, you know, pitch another foot and a half shorter. And that's huge. That That is huge to shorten up the distance that the um, and the time that a batter gets to see the ball. So, yes, I, I, I'll bring it out. Um, if it was, you know, egregious, then I'll say something to the home plate umpire when I'm in the box. Like, hey, hey, I need you to check that ball, bro. Like, come on. But usually after a pitch, throw a pitch as a catcher gets it. I'm saying something, you know, catcher's pumping and now he gets involved. Now the pitcher, you know, will probably come down and try to figure out what's going on. And the umpire is going to get the ball regardless. He's going to check it. He's going to walk it back to the pitcher. And if there's nothing like I, I, I didn't see anything, Jim, I, I don't have anything on it. But the alert is out that every now everybody's watching umpires will come down. Hey, what did, what did he say? Now all the umpires are watching the pitcher, you know, trying to catch him if he's doing something. But the good ones, you know, they would, especially if you want to get grip on the ball. I didn't mind grip on the ball. Yeah. I really didn't. You know, I, I prefer you to have grip on the ball to help you, you know, get control. But taking advantage is when you're actually doctoring up the ball with the substance to create more spin, to create more revolutions on your slider or curveball or your fastball to have it play faster. That's when you're taking advantage. So there's a thin line, a very thin line of what is, you know, for your advantage as opposed to just getting the basic feel off your fingertips. You know, it's interesting. There's two rules. Okay, Major League Baseball is rule 3.01. No player shall intentionally discolor or damage the ball by rubbing it with soil, rosin, paraffin, licorice, sandpaper, emery paper, or other foreign (laughs) substance. (laughs) And MLB rule 6.02C, pitchers shall not apply a foreign substance of any kind to the ball or deface the ball in any manner or have on his person or in his possession any foreign substance. Well, the other night we were talking about when Alejandro Pena came in and it didn't look like to be some foreign substance on the back of his glove. And they're looking at the inside of the glove. You know, I know uh, from my generation players, guys were always trying to cut up the baseball and trying to do stuff to make it dive and dart. And um, I remember pitching against a pitcher who was famous for this and remember getting to the mound, bottom of the first, Got the mound, looked at the ball, and it was just a perfect, beautiful sandpaper circle about the size of a nickel on the side of the ball. And if you're a pitcher, you know if that nickel-sized scuff is on the first base side, the ball will run away from a left-handed hitter. Mm -hmm. If it's on the third base side, it'll run into the left-handed hitter. So you knew how to make it dance. So I got there in the bottom of the first. I get the ball. Like all pitchers, you check the ball. I'm like, boy, that's... I, I remember marveling. That really is a great job. That's a perfect nickel size <laughs> uh, abrasion there. Admiring so, it. <laughs> so I I remember in, in that game, they only had one right-handed hitter, and I used that ball uh, whenever I had. Now, occasionally it would go out of play, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was the, one of the few games I probably threw 100 pitchers or so, and... 90 had to be fastballs. There was no reason to throw anything else because it was like wiffle ball. That's yeah. how the kind of movement it had on it. Um, but the show that no good deed goes unpunished, I lost that game one to nothing in about an hour and 45 <laughs> minutes. So um, you never know what's going to happen. But you yeah. know, the one big thing during my time that didn't have to do with pitchers 
is that hitters were starting to cork their bats. Mm. They're going to take a look at this bat now. They see uh -oh. something on the inside of this. Oh, that's bored out in court. No doubt about that there's a board in the middle of that. How about that? Did you ever hit in batting practice with a corked bat or, you know, even like a metal bat to see how different the reaction would be off the bat? Uh, I don't remember a metal bat. I think I did maybe actually take that back. Maybe about 13 or 12, 12 or 13. Yeah. I think I did it. Uh, Red Bull was putting on um, an experiment. I was uh, sponsored by Red Bull. And they were trying to, trying to uh, have me break the record of the longest ball hit, which was like 500-something feet. So they doctored up this bat, science lab, yeah. went down to the Benjamin Franklin Parkway. And it was fun. So I hit with that. You know, just, just on a parkway, it was absolutely amazing. I uh, didn't do it in the stadium. But a cork bat, yes. Um, I forgot who had it. Uh, but it was a cork bat and it happened after the Sammy Sosa incident. It was like somebody was, you know, stuffing a bat. And I was like, well, let me try. I just want to see what it feels like what the advantage is. Obviously, you know, Sammy has enough power to not need a cork bat to hit out of any stadium. But, you know, he was using one at the yeah. time uh, occasionally. And so I didn't like it at all. You know, yeah, it, took wow. the, it took the weight. It took the weight out the top. And maybe I wasn't strong enough to, to, to use it, you know, at the time and really uh, get the benefit of it. But I'm like, this is trash. And don't get me wrong. I felt that some, you know, you feel the ball spring off of it, but it, it just it didn't have the advantage that I felt that was worth even taking a chance. Like, OK, I'm going to hit, you know, a guy my size. I'm going to hit three or four more home runs. Oh, well, you know, I, 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 I'll take I'll take him as doubles. And, you know, get the second and get a stolen base. So I get two things out of it instead of one. Uh, but it, it was fun to try it. And I, and I did it for a week. It was just like, hey, we got a court bat. Let's just use it. You yeah, know, just because exactly. it's fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. For fun. Uh, but, uh, you know, BP, you know, the velocity is coming in. BP is different than in the game. Maybe when, you know, velocity turned up to 90 plus miles per hour, there is a huge difference. So uh, and, and part of it of me not even entertaining other than just a BP to see to see what it was like is it's cheating. I just, I'm like, I just can't do it. And I'll live with that. I'll figure out, okay, that's not for me. What can I do to, to, to enhance my game naturally? Well, that's good to hear. I, I know that uh, during my time, uh, probably more guys were cheating. I remember the incident with uh, in 86, when we had to face Houston Astros, my entire team was under a trance of Mike Scott cheating that they couldn't <laughs> even perform. I mean, right. he, he would have if if he had pitched every inning of that series, they would have won in four games, thirty six innings. He would have struck out fifty two hitters. He just was in everyone's head. Mike Scott trying to win it right here. Now, was mm -hmm. he cheating? We think he was. Struck him out. Uh, what does that matter? That strikeout fourteen. The Houston Astros have defeated the New York Mets. Because no one was going to call it. Just had to try to beat him. We didn't beat him. We're luckily. Uh, lucky to beat a couple other guys. I remember Joe Necro, uh, bro brother of Phil, who went to the Hall of mm -hmm. Fame. They caught him on the mound. And I forget, I know he's with the Minnesota Twins. I don't know if it was in Minnesota or on the road. But as they came to check him, he threw the f filing uh, thing, the <laughs> yeah. file, out of his back pocket. Uh, one of the worst uh, trying to get rid of uh, things uh, ever. Hilarious. Um, yeah, checking him all over. I've never seen him. Do a search like this, oh, quite like this. They find in his pocket. I don't know. They found the foreign substance coming out of his pocket and and then out.
I remember when you're in the minor leagues or when you're first starting, all my pitching coaches were 40, 50 years old. So that meant they played in the 50s. They played in the 60s. So you'd ask them every once in a while, like, hey, did you ever see a spitball? How do you throw it? And they would teach right, you how right. to throw it. And you'd throw it and you'd say to yourself, no wonder they threw it because it would be almost uncatchable at times. It really if works. If huh? you're so what, what is a spitball? Okay. Like, Explain to me, okay. like, I mean, to us, to us younger crowd. Yeah. So what is a spitball? So you get the way you throw it is you get the ball and you do not touch any seams and you get, you know, um, you spit on your fingers and you hold the ball kind of really lightly in your fingers. And when you let it go, you pinch it. You just pinch your two fingers against your thumb and the ball comes out with no rotation. So you're throwing the ball as hard as you can and pinching at the very end, and the ball comes with no rotation. You know how, like, when you'd face that jugsy machine when you were mm-hmm. a kid and had yeah, two it, tires, yes. and occasionally yep. you would spit one out without any, any roll, yep. and you'd be like, whoa. What like, is that? Yeah, yes. you didn't want to, that's what it was like. So it was crazy. Really? Yeah, it was really, really fun to, to learn that. But, you know, you, you, I felt the same way you did. You know, if I was going to cheat to play, let me do something else because it doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense, you know? Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Hey, it's Kenny Main. I'm the host of Hey Main. Gretchen, my wife, made that up. And then I added the Kenny Main Talks to Famous People podcast. So far, so good. I don't know, a couple months deep. By the time this runs, it'll be later than that. Chris Guest, go back and find him. Chris Berman, Ben Schwartz, Aubrey Plaza's coming. What do you want from us? Find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What? How do you feel about... Because I, I see the side, th- there's a couple things here. Um, putting on all the equipment to keep you safe in the game. I understand it, right? Because you want your best players playing all the time. Yeah. It, it's done two things, though. It's made it a little harder for pitchers to pitch inside because hitters now don't have to move. There's a whole generation of hitters now that don't move. I remember watching you play, Jimmy. You got out of the way. You knew how to get out of the way. You know how yep. to turn and you know protect yourself. But we've got to a point now where these kids have been wearing protective stuff since they're in high school that they don't move, and it scares me. It doesn't scare me about the future of ball, but it scares me because when they get one up near the dome, 
you know, there used to be a bailout where you knew it, you just had to get the hell out of Dodge or you're going to mm-hmm. get hit in the head. And I think I'm not blaming it on any hitter that gets in the head. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what yep. I'm blaming is that there's a generation of hitter now that is not moving. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it completely does. And, yeah, when you go up there, you know, body armor on, you have a tendency to be able to be willing, shall I say, to stay in there. You know, I am not pulling off the ball. I'm not pulling off this one, two slider, oh, two slider. And if I get hit, it's going to hit, you know, my whole tricep, shoulder, mm. elbow, wrist contraption, hand contraption. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. You know, I, I can use that as, as a defense, you know, ball come to my ribs, just drop my arm back and it's going to hit, hit the pad. And yeah, I can feel the compression, but it's not going to leave that 95 mile an hour bruise mm. and you know, elbow contusion that, that it would, you know, when you didn't have equipment. So with that, yeah, they're not trained or, and maybe not even taught, you know, how to get out the way. It was automatically ball up and in, you roll away from it. It's like, it's like a punch ball come, you roll away and you try, you try to make your head, you know, try to make your neck short and just (laughs) hope that it hits off the top of your helmet. If anything, yeah. You know, these kids get hit in the face, the ear flap and flush. I mean, not it, it was like kind of like the play in uh, Baltimore where the guy had lost the ball in the sun and it hit him dead in his cheek. Oh, that's right. You know, and it's almost like the ball is coming and it must be lost in the sun out the pitcher's hand because these kids are not getting out the way. Yeah, it hits them and then they drop to the ground. It was like out of his hand. You couldn't see Now Sometimes you're just going to get hit. Let's just it is what it is. Sometimes they're going to throw. Heat sinkers, you guys throw the cutter, two seamers, it's going to run in and, there's, and it's unavoidable. But you can see the ball out of a guy's hand and it's like, are they expecting it to break? Yeah. Or I'm not sure. And it's, oh, snap. Sick. It's too close. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, what's funny is that I had Bobby Valentine, who managed in the major leagues for years, um, explain hitting to me one day. And I thought it was kind of, it was, it was funny but it kind of made sense as well. And he was saying that hitting is this, and it all happens in a snap of a finger. You are watching the pitcher release the ball. Your first thought is, is it going to hit me in the head? No. Check that off. It's not going to hit me in the head. Is it straight or is it spinning? Spinning. Two, I know which one it is. Three, where is the ball going to end up? And four, how do I put my bat in a position to maximize how I drive this ball. Hmm. I always thought the way he explained that, and especially when he starts it with, is the ball going to hit me in the head? Right. <laughs> a, a lot of people... Safety check first. I know. A lot of people say to me, well, no, hitters don't think like that. But that's kind of... There's, that's why I think hitting is, is the greatest art in sports because it's really an impossible thing to do unless you're trained your entire life mm-hmm. to get to a certain point. You don't hit 95 unless at some point you hit 35. And right. and you don't hit 45 uh, unless you had hit 35. You don't hit 85 unless you hit 55 in American Legion or 60. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all a yep. buildup. Um, and if you don't have that buildup, take, for example, someone who goes to the batting cages and they turn it on, <laughs> they turn it on 85. I'm going to hit 85. They see that ball come out and it's, I mean, it scares <laughs> the bejesus out of them because yes, they've just never seen anything move that yep. fast. So it's... um. It's just interesting to me about how cheating um, just 
doctors or alters how you view the game because you've trained your whole life to recognize what's happening. And when something out of the ordinary happens, it shakes you because it's just not what you're used to. The only time I think I could admit to cheating, no, I can admit the only time I would cheat is that in extreme cold days, and I don't think this is cheating, but some people would say it is. I would wear long sleeves, which everyone would, but I would wet my left sleeve. So on the really windy, dry days, I would just get some moisture from my wrist so I had control of the ball so I wouldn't kill anybody. Now, under the rules, probably could say I was cheating, but I thought I was protecting me and protecting uh, the hitter. So who knows, you know? I'm Ron, I'm, and that's what I was referring to earlier. Yeah. You know, you need to get something on a ball to, to get grip. I'm all for that. You know, uh, a little, little rosin mix, a water rosin mix. Yeah. You know, a little, a little, little tar. You know, just on Billy a cap, just, just something. You know, and it, and it wasn't. You know, it wasn't even a lot of times you're not even hiding. You see a pitcher, he has this big white spot. <laughs> you know, he's 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 using that for grip. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Now, if it's a black spot up there, yeah. Okay, you're you're just going straight tar. You're trying to make this ball as sticky as possible so you can spin it. Yeah. That's going too far. So I agree. I, I agree. You know, th- there's a safety. Uh, part of it, and kind of like the spitball instance. If you're not right. getting grip, although using the seams, yeah. If you're not getting grip, you know when you're throwing the ball, you 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 know how you right. whatever you're doing with your wrist and you know manipulating the ball with your fingers. If there's no grip, you don't know where that ball's coming out either. You, you're trying to throw you know a, a two seamer to you know for a right hander to the opposite side of the plate, and that ball slips and it's running up under the guy's ear. That was not intentional. Out of your hand, it looked it may like well out of his hand, it was right at his head. Yeah. No, out of out of my hand, the location was here, but because it slipped, it just shot off to the right. So I'm I'm perfectly okay with that. And Ron, you know, from a hitter to a pitcher, that is not cheating. I'm because yeah. I, I I like safety too. I, <laughs> exactly. I, I like safety too. I got a family. Okay, so we we're, we we're talked about guys and grip on the ball we've talked about some cork bats is there anything glove wise that a fielder catcher anyone can do to uh, get an advantage there's there's plenty glove wise i mean chest protectors uh, shin guards (laughs) the inside of the glove uh are are great places and you know you, you talked about you know scuffs on the ball earlier and surprisingly i played with the guy in cole hamill's who had a devastating changeup, I would get a ball and my eyes would get big and I see the scuff. I didn't even throw it around. I would take the ball and run it straight to him. Like, <laughs> Hey, look at the scuff on this ball. Yeah. He get it like, Oh, thanks. And just take it and wave and throw it out. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you have right. the best changeup in the game. You and Tom Glavin. Yeah. And you're throwing the ball out. His reason was he couldn't control it. He, it wasn't predictable. So he went with predictability wow. and his stuff. That's great. And it was like, all right, well, cool. You know, that's, that's what you do. Uh, I played with with guys who literally would take their glove every inning, get the pine tar rag, smack that pine tar in there. We throw it around, they get that ball, they'll take it and swipe the ball and throw it back to you know throw it back to the third base. And I'm trying to throw it back to me. Yeah. Now I grab it and I'm getting like, what in the world? Uh, and uh, just you know just like whoa, like come on, dog, and just start laughing. You know, some guys <laughs> use it. Some guys wouldn't. They'll take and just rub it in just, just for a little extra grip, you know, right. especially if it's a tough hitter. Uh, 
you know, catchers put it on their shin guard, tap it every time they throw it back to the to the uh, pitcher. They get a little extra sticky. We send on chest protectors. <laughs> Ball gets stuck on chest protectors. And and another thing that uh, would help a pitcher if you knew the pitcher likes scuffs. Yeah. Ball will come into the infielder. You know, they b- before b- before it was today. Today, if the ball hits the dirt at any minute, you could just drop it. They they take it out. Yeah. Back then, it, it, you know, they didn't really pay attention that much. A ground ball would still be in play. Somebody would get the ball, take it, drop it on the ground, you know, swipe the dirt up real quick and throw it back around, knowing you created about four or five scuffs on that ball. That's right. And the pitcher was like, yep. I don't have to do the work. You know, it's like, I like the scuff on this side of this seam. Take it, pick it up, or just, you know, put in their glove. Just real quick, yeah. real quick. And no one was really paying attention to after a strikeout or an out, the ball drops on the ground. You don't care if the guy drops it. It's like, whatever, you know, base it, whatever. Just throw it back to the pitch at that point. But there are the little things you do that people don't realize. The dirt yeah, is dark. But those little pebbles, little, uh, you know, drying agents to, you know, keep the field moist and to keep it from getting uh, too much moisture on it. So there are little pebbles that sit on on the top top layer. And that's what you dig into and create that uh, scuff mark. But I mean, gloves, shin guards, um, chest protectors, all things that, you know, teammates use to give their uh, pitcher advantage. Yeah. The ones that liked it. Let's, let's be clear. The ones that liked it. Some people did not. I played with a few. You, ta- you taught me something that I knew anyways, is that Cole Hamels was so good, he didn't need to cheat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is fact. <laughs> so the, uh, the written rule we read you, uh, you can't doctor the ball, but the unwritten rule, I think, that that Jimmy has laid out, I think, perfectly, is that if you are trying to make sure within the ramifications of the, the strike zone that you are making sure you can control the ball at this velocity today, which is 95 to 100, um, I think, you know, velocity over pitchability. So you've got to make sure that these guys can stay in the strike zone. But if you start with pine tar or something else, ripping a spin rate on a ball that becomes wiffle ball-like, then that's no good. Um, Anytime you change, I think, the dynamics of how a hitter sees the ball and changes the dynamics of who you are as a pitcher. Uh, We know who you are as a pitcher. We know who you are as a hitter. I know a 240 hitter. I know a 340 hitter. (laughs) You know a guy with an ERA of 2.5, and and you know the guy at ERA who's going to get you to 340. That's how it's always worked. So when you decide to alter the ball a little bit, just make sure you do it within the ramifications of the game and you're not changing what the outcome is going to be. So Jimmy Rollins, Ron Darling, Odyssey MLB, thanks for listening. Unwritten is a production of Odyssey and Major League Baseball. Our senior producer is Paul Aspen of Odyssey with Ian K of Major League Baseball. Lena Glazer is the executive producer of 2400 Sports at Odyssey. Jody Avergan and Nick Trotta of MLB are executive producers. Special thanks to everyone at Major League Baseball and Odyssey who helped make this show happen. If you enjoy the show, please leave a rating or a review in your podcaster player of choice. Or just tell someone about the show. For Jimmy Rollins, I'm Ron Darling. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back soon with more on baseball's unwritten rules.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.